in special Saturday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Danny Bailey. Danny Bailey, how are you, sir? Doing well, doing well. How are you today? I'm okay. It's been like uh, I've compared this week after the Titans loss to doing the Broncos Blitz podcast last year. Where it was like, you just kind of, we came and did it. Again, like, this is the kind of stuff we do for work, so we don't take anything for granted. We appreciate, you know, the opportunity, all that kind of stuff. But last year, the podcast was coming in here and just bitching about Drew Locke, bitching about Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater, what could be, what should be. Bitching about Vic Fangio. Yeah. You know, living in a, um, pitching ourselves, living in another Broncos universe, okay? So... After the Titans loss, I have to kind of say, and it's been kind of sad, that's a little bit of where, like, my emotion and, like, the fire in me has kind of gone, okay? Mm-hmm. And we've called it, we call it around here, we've referred to it with the Rockies for years on the radio show, like an emotional disconnect. It's, you know, it's like, they don't matter anymore. Yeah. To me, to the rest of the league... And it becomes, again, like the Broncos become about something different. It becomes like the rest of these podcasts, the rest of the year. I don't really see it about being about what happened inside of the game and their chances of making the playoffs. It's like the narrative is going to be about like the future, big picture, what's next, how do we fix this kind of stuff. And that sucks. That's not the kind of podcast we kind of want to be doing. We want to get this fixed. Don't get me wrong. But it's a bad place to be if you're the Broncos. And did a podcast uh, yesterday with Alex. And, you know, I kind of said that while, you know, our Broncos lives aren't worth living right now, it's also like in one year it could be different. Look at the Vikings. In one year, look at the Giants in one year, look at um, the Dolphins in one year with a new head coach, and mostly all of the same guys. I have to, like, hope for that. I don't, you know, I almost said pray for that. You, know, you can't pray for, you know, the Broncos to win games. I don't think that's how God works. Well, uh, I mean, but clearly, yeah. Russell Wilson's been praying a lot and <laughs> hasn't worked out, so... Uh, pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, the podcast brought to you by Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app, Total Beverage, um... Total Beverage. It's TotalBev.com, but Total Beverage, man, these two superstores are great. Uh, love them. Been going there. Um, you know, I hit them, like, once every other week, and we stock up, and it lasts for a couple weeks, and I go, you know, spend some more money, save some more money, get an extra 12-pack or an extra bottle out of everything that I buy there, as, um, you know, compared to going somewhere else. And, um, man, you know, we're still getting our action on Maverick Sports. Uh, the Maverick Sports app, if you kind of are, um, you know, they, legal gambling is, while it's been around for a couple of years now, some guys are still, yeah, kind of just getting into it, waiting, wait till the football season, wait till the basketball season, their college basketball betters, whatever it may be. Um, just give Maverick Sports an opportunity. $750 match. That's really good. Not a lot of people are doing that kind of stuff. Not a lot of these brands are doing that kind of stuff. You'll like them. Um, I build parlays. I love um, the action I get there, and you will too. Um but back to the Broncos, I've said it like 10 times this week. If they lose the game to the Raiders, they will fire Nathaniel Hackett. Do you believe that to be true? I don't believe it. Why do you not believe that? Uh, just because I think that the history with first-year head coaches and them tending to not get fired midseason. Uh, also, Hackett is a good guy. He's a very likable guy. 
So I feel like that probably puts a little pause into George Payton's thought process mm. on it as mm. well. Maybe it yeah. shouldn't, but... Um, I think that kind of stuff got him the job. Sure, sure. And I and think it's now keeping that him the job right now. I don't know. Maybe but not. we'll see. Maybe it doesn't. Because yeah. Maybe it runs out. I don't think so. I'm just thinking it's based on what you're saying because it's just in the last week or two weeks that every time I hear Nathaniel Hackett, he's going in circles. He's kind of putting in his foot in his mouth, and he's trying to give reasons of why it's going to get better and how it's going to get better. But it's, it's not getting better, and he's just kind of looking like um, – a bit clueless and a, a bit of just a mouthpiece of a and a bit of a guy. He looks like a guy who's kind of drowning and floundering, and the message is just not getting across anymore. And I don't know how guys can kind of be buying this yet. So there hasn't been any crazy stories about you know locker room fights, and there's not been any leaks out of Dove Valley about this or that kind of happening. And you know, I, I guess that's something. When you're talking about is the you know has he lost the team, um, is the team in disarray or dismay kind of stuff? So, I guess there is that. The team is disappointed, but, but I don't think it's disarray or anything. I don't think they. I at one point said on this podcast, I think that the defense needs to fight the offense, yeah, and kind of beat them up a little bit for not doing anything. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't, but I I'm not I'm not ready to concede that it wouldn't have benefited the team at all if that had happened. Well, but I'm glad they didn't. The um, factors to just like um they are together as a team and Hackett is a part of that. Okay. They might not be after Sure. Here, here's what I I said yesterday and I said it a couple times. Don't want to lose the week. Raiders twice in the same season. I don't season. know how Nathaniel Hackett makes it out of Empower Field alive. <laughs> with the loss to the Raiders. And what about a tie? A uh, tie? Yeah. Then him and Joshua Daniels both get fired. They have to fight at the at the, at the middle of the field to the, the death. Raiders are in no position to winner gets to coach both teams. The Raiders are in no position to I don't know if they're still paying John Gruden or not. Uh but they're in no position. They're I ran they a little are. bit how the Broncos used to be before we had the richest owners in sports. Where um, paying a coach um, who you just fired, who's on the hook for three or four more years, a lot of money isn't in that franchise best interest and would ultimately be one of the reasons why they would bring him back for another year or not fire him prematurely. Um, the Broncos with Pat Bowen weren't a mom and pop. They were always able to afford everything they've ever wanted in terms of free agency, any player they've ever won, any new contract to a great player. They've always had anything they've ever wanted, but still uh, Pat Bowen was never as rich as the top 10 richest owners in the NFL. Sure. That's changed now. So um, what does that mean? Uh, to me, I need, what are, what are these owners about? Because yesterday in the podcast, we said, I know Pat Bowen was, you know, he said it. I run the show. I run mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I could appreciate that. And that he was the reason, one of the real reasons, and as important as any player of why the Broncos have three Super Bowls, went to four others under his tenure, and were looked at as one of the most respected brands, professional, you know, polished brands in the NFL for so long. He's gone, obviously, and it's no surprise the team hasn't been the same since he's passed away. Mm -hmm. We've said this a lot of times before. Remember where I'm at right here in this conversation because I'm going to 
come off of it to come back to try to make a point. Um, Hal Steinbrenner is no George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner is one of the reasons why the Yankees were one of the most richest and powerful teams and brands and logos in the world. Uh, Dr. Jerry Buss, uh, Showtime Lakers, man, his style, he's running around with the Playmates. He's like, he's a celebrity in L.A. for one of the most celebrity teams. And, man, he was just the right guy for the right job. The relationship with Magic Johnson, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I mean, the Shaq and Kobe stuff, Jerry Buss was great. Once he died, Jeannie Buss, who's great, she does a good job, but Jeannie Buss is no Dr. Jerry Buss, Okay. Um, and I think, I just think those, well, there's a couple other, I mean, we know how far the apple falls from the tree when it comes to the blood of the city, Johnny Bolin, you know, who's a gangster you are. (laughs) I mean, like his old man probably rolling over in his grave. So it's scary. I don't know if the Broncos will ever be the same kind of Broncos if they're not led by Pat Bowlen, who is one of the great winners sure. and an NFL Hall of Famer in his own right. And the Raiders are kind of going through the same thing. No Mark doubt about Davis it. Is Mark no Davis Al. is no Al Davis. Not even close, you pumpkin pie haircut freak. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what does that mean? Well, what do the Broncos have going for them? The richest owners in professional sports. Richest owners in any team of any sport, Man U, Arsenal, Premier League, Yankees, you know, like any, any, they're the richest. They are the richest. So I'm hoping that with that kind of wealth, it's going to become um, sweet, uh, fearless changes and um, a business acumen that will, uh, it's about business and about relationships or um keeping the team together, or Hackett saying all the right things and the team still loving on this player's coach kind of stuff. I'm hoping these owners are going to do something to make everybody know who and exactly they are and what they're about. And I don't know that that's going to be true because I heard uh, Mr. Walton think Roger Goodell. Yeah. So I don't know if he knows what the fuck is, you know. If there's two end zones and how the uprights work and well, they've what, been and to, that, that they've been to enough six games. Points. They've been to enough games to know the rules of football. What's scary is I hope they're not taking as well. Yeah, we're the, one of the worst teams in football, but we're new owners as well. Onward and upward, we're gonna do this together. I'm hoping that they're thinking we're rich and we should be great immediately, and that's the only yeah, you know, that's the standard and that's the way it should be even though I don't know if they know anything about winning. Other, They know about making money. I, I, we hope that there's like a correlation there. Yeah. There's got to be some correlation. So I'm in a low place. Alex, when I did the podcast with him yesterday, he goes, yeah, you're like kind of sad. You're not the same. It's like kind of your energy, you know, not the same guy. And I was like, oh, thank you. But it's true. We're known for like the energy and the vibe and, you know, yeah. bringing it. It's down. Dauber down. I can't make it up. I can't fake it. The The Broncos are in such a bad way, and the Raiders are in such a bad way. The loser of this game, man, the coach deserves to be fired, and it won't be Josh McDaniels because Mark Davis already said, well, Rome wasn't built in a day, and they just gave the guy a lot of money, and I don't know if they're still paying John Gruden. They're definitely not going to you know, hire another coach next year. They're going to run it back with McDaniels. 
They will do that. I think that Nathaniel Hackett's fired at the end of the season. I think if they lose this game, he's fired. Uh, on Monday, when we're doing the show, we'll be talking about Evero as the new head coach and Justin Outen and Nathaniel Hackett being fired. There's still there are 32 offensive coaches on the team. Okay? If you lose a few coaches, I'm sure the fucking thing will be okay. You'll yeah. find a way to put players on the field and call plays. They'll be fine. They'll be fine, right? That's it. It stinks for Hackett. It stinks for Outen. Stinks for oh, their it families. Stinks for everybody. Them, but it and stinks us for the well. players. We're all losers. It stinks for the players too, because I'm sure a lot of them really like Hackett. We're all losers. But Everyone's a loser. Yeah, it's a results-based business. Hopefully, the Walton Penner Group and George Payton are committed to that and committed to winning. Like they talked so much. We don't about know yet they what they're about. On. We have no clue. We have no idea. So we can. Yeah, all we have is hope, and it looks like the hope is all. On next year. Say they lose this game and they don't fire Nathaniel Hackett. Do they have to come to Dove Valley and have a press conference at some point this week and speak? Do we have Why? to hear? Because it's the owners. Who cares? Um, yeah, All the fans. We need to know. What, we feel. want them to answer yes. for not firing Hackett? They're not um, going to do that. Well, if they're not going to answer for not. No uh, one's going to have a press have conference. on behalf of the state of the team. Yeah. But, I'd say. but why do they have to do that now? They, uh, because they can do it after the year. They can be like, the year didn't go the way we wanted it to. There were con- there were considerations made throughout the year. Because the fan base will And now we're making it. changes. The fan base will have, and they the don't media answer, will have demand. They don't answer to the fans. We don't know if they do that or not yet. I don't think they do. It looks like they don't because we haven't heard anything or seen anything from them. Yeah, since, they talked in London. Since the initial press conference. That was not even them. That was George Payton. I don't remember what did they have I'm pretty a, sure did they? I'm pretty sure Greg Penner talked. Okay. What did he say? I don't remember. I don't said it's he said we wanted more winning. He said we wanted more winning. We expected it to be better, but it's not. But they're still committed. Man. It's yeah, it looks bad right now, but we talked about how bad it was for the Raiders the first time they played them and that they were desperate for a win. Yeah. With if Nathaniel Hackett is smart, he knows he's coaching for his job. And hopefully that is enough fire. I just to, came to, to me. figure out what plays to call. This game is tied sixteen. Um, this this game is tied seventeen to seventeen in, at the end of regulation. Okay, it's seventeen to seventeen at the end of regulation, and one of these teams wins with a field goal in overtime. So that's the under. That's definitely an under, and that's scoring one touchdown offensively for each. Oh, that's two each. Yeah, probably two. Yeah, it's either 16-13, overtime win, or 20-17, to 17, okay. and that's giving both of those poop offenses a little bit more credit than they probably they deserve. I'm just done believing the Broncos will ever score 23. I don't want to keep telling everyone 23-17 Broncos win. I look like an asshole. Um, and the really like the nail in the coffin stuff for Hackett is, and I said it week Three, four, five, six, seven. And I think I stopped saying the last couple of weeks. Well, eventually Russ is going to have a big game and throw a few touchdowns. Eventually they're going to get to 30 points and kind of offset the numbers. And, you know, it'll be a reboot. and Everyone will understand and realize and see, well, they're capable of it. Now, how do we go build off of that? They have not been close to that kind of performance. Their best offensive performance of the entire season was in week one. You're at the goal line twice. You can't punch it in. You're in their territory another couple times. Missed field goal. Um, the offense moved the best. The best the Broncos have been the entire season 
was week one where no one knew who or what they were capable of, including themselves, and they go out there and just put a product out there and just kind of just play. And they have not been looked anywhere near as good as and productive as that game since. And that includes in any win they've had. The Niners, any freaking win they've had. So I couldn't be more down and disappointed in these guys. When it's like, man, when it's so consistently bad, they're doing everything wrong, and they don't know how to do it right. Yeah. Okay? It's like, man, it's like, well, he's getting it figured out, and he's kind of like, well, man, these 50, some of these late-game decisions, well, and now look, he was wrong on these early ones and the 64-yarder and this, but now he's hitting on some of these other ones. No. Yeah. At every turn, There's at not every, progress. every 50-50 decision, every um, – Fourth and one, every, you know, play call when it's mattered is really like the Broncos. Every answer that Nathaniel Hack, Hackett has had has been the wrong one. And it's, man, it's it. It's like you, anyone's had like a streak of betting where it's just like, damn, I can't hit anything. I need to stop doing this. I've lost eight games in a row, six, seven games in a row. It's like not even close. It's like, how is this possible? It's like when you go to <coughs> a casino. And you walk up to, like, the roulette table, and it's, like, five reds in a row. You're like, oh, shoot, I'm going to put 20 on black. Watch this. And then there's another red. And you're like, I'm going to put 40 to get my money back. And there's another red. And it's, like, eight reds in a row. It's like you can't make it up because it's a 50-50 proposition with two greens. Mm-hmm. And then finally, after eight, you put your money in another black, and it's, like, a double zero. And you're just, man, that's these – it's trends. It's, like, a trend. And if it's not a trend, then it's the truth. Okay. Because, okay. like, eventually a trend is, like, is the truth. And in, it's, in roulette, it's all about trends. There's no truth besides a spinny ball. But when you can't do score more than 15 points, you're inept. You're admitted to, I can't get the play calls in right. I'm thinking about the next play call. It's messing with my head up for the current play call. I'm not able to t- think two or three plays away, depending on what happens in the two or three situations of this play. Um, I, he brought help in to help him with the, some of the game management stuff. Um, he's admitted flaws, and it's been humbling in a way, but also it's been so revealing, like, stuff you can't come back from. It's like the I can't do the job level kind of stuff. And anyone said, well, any new head first-year coach going to learn on the job and do this and do that? We're so far beyond that. It's beyond that. And I was the guy saying up until two weeks ago, about a week ago, you just can't fire a coach until the last day of, you know, you can. Uh, uh, Jim Tomsula was fired one year with the Niners. Welks, Steve Wilkes with the Cardinals a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Pure performance, one year, done. But inside of a season, it's just never happened. It's never happened besides for scandal or the coach leaving for college. Yeah. Bobby Petrino left for Arkansas and. Um, Urban Meyer was Urban Meyer's bumping and grinding against, you know, co-eds and stuff like that. So and kicking his kick. I just thought it was so unprecedented and it was such a low point and such an acknowledgement of embarrassment. And like, we can't, we did, we, we, you know, we got this so, so wrong that it's like, tell, you know, what is, what does this mean? For, and what kind of guy is George Payton who had the wool pulled over his eyes like this? But we're past that. I'm past that point of embarrassment now. And now it's like for the sake of the franchise, the, for the sake of respect, for the sake of the standard, for the sake of the fan base, for the sake of everything that the Broncos are and everything they need to kind of try to be moving forward to salvage 
the rest of the season and have something to take from the end of the season to next season, I think you have to fire Nathaniel Hackett. And I just have come around to uh, finding, like having to accept that because it's been that bad. And I, it hasn't gotten better. I kept thinking, well, it'll be better. It'll get a little bit better. It'll get a little bit better by the end of the season, even if they're a seven- or eight-win team. Man, now it's like they have this game this week, and it's a coin flip. Okay, you beat the Panthers. But then Chiefs twice, Chargers, Ravens, um, Rams, and Cardinals. And those Rams and Cardinals are just, I mean, the Rams are the former, they're the, they're the reigning world champs. And the Cardinals, again, you know, they're going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting until they turn that corner because they got an expensive quarterback and uh, a coach kind of fighting for his life. So say, okay, Cardinals, Rams, Panthers. Three more wins. And the Raiders. Okay. That's the seventh win. Seven. Seven yeah. and ten. Not very good. And that's like having them somehow win four more games. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a it's a bad day. It's a sad day. <laughs> it's a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's uh, it's not looking pretty. But um, and just you man, know, it sucks. I'm so down. Yeah, I've been able to talk myself into, for whatever reason, up to this point, every week I have been able to talk myself into having some sort of faith that they could win yeah every week i've i've found a way i like that word faith you used i think i've lost all faith and That's what's now to me. now i have zero faith me too even against the raiders no faith no faith no faith and that's probably why they're gonna win maybe because once it like doesn't matter anymore they have no business once winning. you've had it all kind of taken away from you, you could just go out there and play it's like when the coach yeah. is fired the next week everyone just kind of comes together so. yeah I think you capture some of that what you were talking about from the first game of the year. None of it does you don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's kind of how they are now. You don't know what's going to happen. You're probably going to have a lot of new guys on that coaching staff next year. You'll probably have some movement in players. You already lost Bradley Chubb. So right now it's like we we've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Half the guys they're trotting out there because of all the injuries, teams don't necessarily have the film on. So just go play football. I, I, I listen, and I'm very sorry if you're listening. But I have no faith. If, if, if this is turned into the Broncos sad podcast, <laughs> I'm so sorry about it. Because I think you know it's a little bit better than that. And you know that, man, we, wanted, we want this to win. I want to be pounding my chest, pumping my chest, telling Chiefs fans, you know, we're back. Um, I want to be competing with the Bills. I want to be competing with, um, you know, with Miami and all these young kind of up-and-coming teams. I want to be there neck and neck with the Ravens with that game, meaning everything in terms of seeding. We're so far away. We're so far away. But like we said at the beginning of the podcast, and I said this, you know, it's the hope that I have to hang on to is in look what the Vikings, the Giants, and the freaking Dolphins have done with the new head coach just in one offseason with, like, the same guys. It is possible to turn this thing around. I might feel like we're years away. Man, this is a blow it up. It's a start over. It's a reboot, all that kind of stuff. Nah, it really just takes one great coach to bring the culture respect and, um, you know, like the stability back. Look, look at Ron Rivera. They don't have any talent there. What? Yeah. yeah I mean, like, they got a receiver – they Terry got McLaurin. like the 30th most talented quarterback in the league. He's just a okay. gamer. He's got Taylor no, Heineke. He's not uh, top five quarterback in terms of the size of his heart. Yes. but the 32nd rated. If we, like if we're doing a pass punt and kick competition, dude would finish DFL dead fucking last. <laughs> but when he comes out here to just play football, the guy's a gamer. True. Yeah. So Ron <laughs> Rivera is like he's just whatever. He's a coach who's like he can be coaching anybody, and yeah. they'll be. 
five and you know a five hundred team. If he coaches some talent, he'll take them to the Super Bowl and go fifteen and one like he did with Cam Newton. So that's like the starting baseline of the the head coaching search. And I don't know if now we go back to like the old veteran coach like we do. We go from the McDaniels to the Fox to the Kubiak to the Vance Joseph to the uh, uh, Vic Fangio to you know to the to this guy. Uh, usually you go from one polar opposite to like the other. We just got to find a guy who's going to come in and do a great job because it doesn't have to be the old guy because Mike McDaniel was a big roll of the dice for Miami. And he didn't look as good as McVay and tall and handsome like Kyle Shanahan and uh, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, he's off that same kind of coaching tree, though, and he was just a flat-out gamer of a coach and could do a great job. And that's, you know, we need someone like that to revive the career of Russell Wilson. That might be Sean Payton, okay? Ooh. Yeah, but if like it's not that. Sean Payton... Could be Evero, the next Mike Tomlin, who we're talking about, the mm. next Mike Tomlin. And if it's not that guy, well, then no one, you know, Dayball was just a dude. Oh, Kevin O'Connell was just a former player who was never a great player who, uh, you know, uh, Kellen Moore was a, never a great player who now is, you know, um, calling a great offense for the Cowboys. There's guys out there. There's not, there, there's an answer. And there's not just one guy answer. Mm. There's multiple guys in the world. I hope not, they interview all the right guys this well, time. Well, they did. Dan they Quinn was the right guy. Kevin O'Connell was the right guy. They didn't interview Brian Dable. Well, they settled just on the wrong guy. They settled on yeah. the wrong guy. But you right. got to interview all the right guys. That's for sure. The interview process is the best process because you ask everybody. You're, it's like your pre-consultant work. Yeah. Okay. You're what? What are you wh- doing? What is wrong with this team? Yeah. What was wrong with us? Or what you would you it? do different? How do you yeah. fix it? Yep. So, you know, that's the cold reality, the truth of that's And maybe that's the best thing the Broncos have going for them is they're going to get some real reality and some, you know, um, mouthpieces who are going to be honest with them because they got nothing to lose. How are we going to fix this team? I don't know. I don't have any answers. That's the end of the week of these podcasts, the Broncos Plus podcasts. I'm scared of tomorrow. I'm scared of the, the, the game. I'm scared of what's going to happen. I'm scared of being embarrassed. But also, by the end of it, I'm going to be like Kevin McAllister and Home Alone. I'm not not afraid afraid anymore. anymore. You hear me? I'm not afraid. So that's it, man. You know, they used to call me home alone back at basketball camp in middle school. Really? Because you were, uh, they left your parents, left you home alone? No, no. Just my, I had shorter hair. So it was like, I looked a little bit. Little Blondie? You're a little Kevin McAllister, dude? Yeah. They called me home alone. It was, it was pretty funny. That's kind of a cool nickname. Yeah. Uh, Danny Bailey, what's your Twitter? At dbailey5280. Your little extra time off, you usually have to, you know, stay kind of late. But uh, what are you going to find yourself doing here on a Saturday night? Um, gearing up, preparing for NFL football Sunday. That could be a real emotional um, <laughs> Sunday for the Broncos if they find a way to lose this game. It's going to be, it's going to, you, th- you know, you, th- it's, you thought this town has turned on these guys right now. You lose this game. It's going to be as ugly as we've seen it in a long time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some family time tomorrow on Sunday. I'm definitely still gonna watch football, but uh, my sister's coming into town to stay with my parents for the week up until Thanksgiving. Uh, so I'm gonna go down on Sunday, watch some football, get some food, hang out with the niece and nephew and uh, my parents a little bit, and just kind of not not let the Broncos make me upset um, because I. Yeah, like I said, I have no faith that they'll do anything positive in that game tomorrow. But tonight, I'm going to just take it easy. Watch some college ball. All right. Let's try to have a good weekend, no matter what happens with the Broncos. I mean, like, we live in Colorado. We got the Nuggets. We got the Avs. Yeah. Um, it's weird because, like— See you Buffs it, men's basketball. Yeah. I mean, 
I guess. It's a fun ride. <laughs> That's you a, never know. Talk about a, a wild team. Yeah. Um, you said this game's a coin flip. With them, every game's a coin flip. <laughs> uh, they're going to go beat like any, Kentucky, but they're going to lose to LaSalle or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Danny Bailey, good job. Appreciate you. Uh, all the help you do. You. I like doing the podcast with you, all that kind of stuff. We'll see you guys on Monday for what will be an interesting Broncos Blitz podcast. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night, Sierra. You uh, usually are here on Friday or you know, on you know late nights at Mile High Sports, um, almost every night doing stuff. You have a rare early night off tonight. You going to enjoy it? Oh, I'm going to definitely enjoy it. The Nuggets are playing the Mavs, and they're without a lot of guys, so we'll see if yeah. uh, that gets ugly in a hurry. Then my night will probably change, and I'll be less focused on sports tonight. But I'm just planning on going out somewhere to watch the Nuggets game and having a good time. All right. I... Uh Appreciate you oh, doing the I podcast. Can't, I can't say that. What? What? That's okay. That's tomorrow. This is on tomorrow, right? Well, let's try that again. <laughs> Danny Williams, so you got a long weekend. Um, 